All right. Tonight on Podcast Them Down, the infection has been removed. The soul of this machine has improved. Podcast Them Down! Hail Metal Nation! You are listening to Podcast Them Down. That was Mike with his first ever intro, and I think it was, I think, uh, uh, send your feedback to Mike at podcastthemdown.com. No, no, I think it was good. I think it was good. <laughs> and, and is going to tie into today's uh, subject, which is Fear Factory, which is a band I have uh, been successfully avoiding for most of their career. <laughs> so I'm very fascinated <laughs> to uh, learn about what we're going to talk about. Because right. uh, it sounds very, um, sounds like it's going to be like a, a soap opera y, maybe. Yes, it, it's pretty ridiculous. All right. All right, so let's get into the history of Fear Factory. Um, I know a good bit of this, but I ha- so full disclosure, I've got my Wikipedia summary over on my other screen here to, I got to it jog too. my I memory. I got it too, so I can follow along. And you too can follow along, unless you're driving. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, kind of like the, the, the uh beginning story of how this started was that Dino Cazares, uh, who is a f- relatively well-known metal guitarist, and Burton Seabell uh, uh, kind of met up, and they lived in the same apartment complex. Yeah, I so, know both those names. They've been all over uh, Blabbermouth for years, yes. and I think it's because they've been taking shots at each other, right? <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Keep going. Um, oh, and, and actually, I don't think I realized this. Raymond Herrera has been in the band from the beginning. He was in the begin band at the beginning as well. He was the drummer. Um, and I'll, I'll get into. I, I won't get into like huge detail uh, uh, for the beginnings because it kind of it kind of seems like smooth sailing up to a point. So they record. Uh, they meet up, they form, and they record Soul of a New Machine. Uh, some background on um, Fear Factory as as like a stepping stone in, in a metalhead's journey. Uh, the first time you hear Factory, you're likely unfamiliar with death metal, right? Like, like the first time. Uh, and when you hear fa- Fear Factory, you hear they've got like the the staccato, like you know, uh, riffage. You've got the uh, the blast beats and the and the crazy double bass. So everybody's mind is blown. And then you get into death metal afterwards. You're like, oh, everybody does this. Um, <laughs> but but uh, you know, Soul of a Su- Soul of a New Machine comes out, and it's very very much death metal. But it's got this kind of industrial sort of, I would say, aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, the vocals are very brutal. Uh, it's screamed, but Burton sings some, which which creates a somewhat unique uh, uh, style, it, at least at the time. You know, th- there wasn't a whole lot of like blast beat, you know, tremolo picking, and then kind of going into this kind of softer sung part and then back to blast. So, so it's, it's soul of the new machine is interesting. It, you know, it's actually heavy. It's definitely a lot more reminiscent of death metal. Um, so a few years later, they released D manufacture D manufacture is the quintessential 
Fear Factory album because it sounds like they they will come to sound. Um, Burton at the time uh, had spent some time trying to like re-engineer his voice, uh, if that makes sense. So so he he was like, I need to get, I want to get a different sound, um, and this is where he debuts this uh d manufacturer it's a lot more accessible it's uh the production's a lot more crisp um but you still got the the um you know heavy palm muting tremolo picking double bass the uh the wikipedia article describes it as roaring rather than growled but still aggressive <laughs> it, it, it does that's a that description actually makes sense right like it's it's not uh it's not completely wrong. Uh, so it says there were key samples, loops, and electronic flourishes. So that's where I guess the industrial. I don't know if it's fair to call them industrial, but <laughs> where the industrial no, element came from. No, it's it's definitely a lot more pr- uh, prominent. And demanufacturer from from demanufacturer on they're basically like this industrial groove metal with like heavy death metal influence um they 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 never cross totally into like new metal uh totally but we'll we'll get into we'll get into that yeah, okay so, so well i i guess the the industrial aspect wouldn't be like what you what Ramstein's industrial aspect is like it's a different flavor I assume. Yeah, it's it's there's a lot more it's it's kind of heavy keys sampling and um lyrical themes. Got it. So pretty much every album that they have is based around like machines and uh uh almost like 1984-ish type shit. You know, it's like oppression and machines. So it's like the Terminator, but every album. Um, Or perhaps the Matrix before the Matrix came out. Yes, yes. That's actually, that's a good way to put it. Um, uh, So before, it looks like before uh, D-Manufacture came out, Christian Old Wolbers, I think his name is, uh, I, I never knew how to pronounce it, but uh, he became their bassist. And this was like the core Fear Factory okay. group for quite a, quite a while. Uh, you know, D-Manufacturer got really popular. Um, they released a bunch of remix albums, which I don't understand. And when I say remix, I mean like they got DJs or something. I don't know. Oh, like... <laughs> Like the, not the uh, shameless money grab uh, <laughs> remix, but like changing it. Yes, it, it, I, I never bothered with them because I, I was gonna get them when I was. They were one of the earlier bands that I got into in the that you could consider extreme, um, quote unquote. But uh, yeah, then I learned that they were just remixes, and I was like, yeah, I don't really give a shit about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> so I never bothered. Okay. So, uh, you know, D manufacture, very, very successful, uh, much more accessible. Obsolete comes next. Obsolete is in my opinion, a fantastic album. Also released with the core four, 
which uh, just as a reminder is Dino Cazares, uh, Burton Seabell, Christian Old Wolvers, and Raymond Herrera. Um, so obsolete pretty much kind of continues where D manufacturer left left off. All right, that but came has, out ninety eight. Yep, and it says it's the debut use of seven string guitars tuned down a step. Yeah, that they you know that's that's an interesting point. They were tuned B and D manufacturer, I believe. Um, and yeah, Dino Dino loves eight like extended range guitars. Uh, so. Absolutely, you know, it, it's a little bit more like epic in scope. I, I think the music is a little bit more dynamic. But there's one interesting song on this album, uh, which is Edge Crusher. Edge Crusher is just fucking new metal. Like, it's got, like, like turntable scratching and all this shit. Uh, oh, it's you track know, two. Just, you, it's not even buried in the album. <laughs> no, it, 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 I, I want to say it was a single. Like, like they really led with it. Um Oh, and also, uh, there is a slightly, there's a cover of Cars, you know, Gary Newman's Cars on this album, with Gary Newman on it. And you've heard it. It's been in ads, right? <laughs> like, uh, There it is, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, the, they got a lot of, like, mainstream play because of Cars in particular. Um, but, but, you know... I want to point out Edge Crusher, and then I want to get into Christian Old Wolvers a bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Additional personnel: uh, Reese Fulber, keyboards mm-hmm. and programming, string arrangements, DJ Zodiac, technical scratching. Yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> Jerry <it>. Newman, <laughs> spoken words, vocals. <laughs> All right. So, um, oh yeah, Obsolete's like a. I, I forget that it's a concept album. But I don't know what the fuck it's about. It's cr- it sounds crazy. Yeah, it, its characters include the Edge Crusher, Smasher Devourer, and the Securitron monitoring system. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so so Christian Old Wolbers, he's super into hip-hop. Uh, okay. So I want to say he's gone in like... I, I, I'm probably going to get this wrong... Uh, but I, he has some involvement with Run DMC and a few other things, um, which which is fine, right? There's nothing wrong with that, right? But I feel like the longer Fear Factory goes on with this core group, he, he uh, co-wrote and played bass on Snoop Dogg's album "Paid the Cost to Be the Boss." He helped Cypress Hill with their rock outfit and wrote songs for their Stoned Raiders and Skull and Bones albums. There's probably more. I'm just skimming. Yeah. But as they go on, I feel like you start getting more of this influence. Okay. Uh, so then, after Obsolete, Digimortal comes out. And Digimortal sucks. It's awful. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'll, oh, I'll try to be diplomatic section, about the it. The section on you're not alone on that, apparently, because the section on uh, Wikipedia says Digimortal and Demise. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one of the things that we have to address while talking about Digimortal is the song Back the Fuck Up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. almost spit all over the microphone. <laughs> 
So, uh, in a, oh, it's Cypress Hill that that Old Wolvers is involved in, not Run DMC. Okay, so as the Wikipedia here states, in a move uncharacteristic for the band, Be Real of the rap group Cypress Hill is featured as a guest vocalist on Back the Fuck Up, contributing <laughs> elements of hardcore hip hop. Um, Kazaris and Old Wolvers had guested on Cypress Hill's 2000 album Skull and Bones. Um, so. this album just sort of it doesn't what it does it doesn't do particularly well and then where it fails it fails a lot like hard um the and i want to say that i've read since that dino was super unhappy with songs like back the fuck up uh or at least he kind of hinted at it like oh i don't know about this um but you know uh all tracks were written by fear factory except track eight written by be real which is back the fuck up (laughs) yeah so it's not a very good album uh yeah and then they then they die they they break up and it's sort of weird it's like i nobody knows exactly what happened but they they reform almost instantaneously without dino Cazares. um and this is where I find Fear Factory to become start getting hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, so okay, yeah. So it looks like they they <laughs> they they got the timeline on Wikipedia. And there's yeah. like the teeniest tiniest gap <laughs> in, yeah. in the first run of the band. Uh, the only difference is that <laughs> uh, Christian Oldie Wolbers took over guitars and vocals from Dino, and then they got some guy on bass. Byron Stroud, who used to oh. be in Strapping a Lad. Backing vocals. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they start, there starts to be like a, a lot of infighting at this point. Um, but I think Dino more or less is just like, fuck it, I'm just going to go away. Okay. I don't want to deal with it. Uh, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's not t- entirely true, but he he sort of just keeps doing his other shit. Dino is in like a million bands. He's he was in Brujeria for a while. Uh, he yeah he started a group called Divine Heresy. He's got Assassino. Um, so he's in just a ton of stuff. So he he keeps on doing his thing. So so Fear Factory then comes out with Archetype, and Archetype gets kind of like. I want to say it got sort of middling reviews. There are, there are tracks on it that I think are really good. Uh, but the song archetype has the lyric, um, which, which is just super unsubtle. Uh, the infection has been removed. The soul of this machine is improved. Um, and they're very clearly talking about Dino, right? right? Yep. Yep. Um, and other you know i think the first half of the album is is pretty decent and the latter half is just not as strong but you know it's it's not terrible i didn't think it was terrible i um i'm, so I'm this is about the, i'm looking at the metal archives scores uh-huh and i was hoping to see a much bigger dip <laughs> for digimortal but it got the same as demanufacture that's ridiculous yeah 69 percent hey yeah, I mean, hey yo. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then archetype got 78%. I'm curious. Uh, transgression got much is The next one got much worse. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, archetype comes out. This is about when I first saw them. Interestingly. And when I saw them, uh, they put on a decent show, but they had some performance issues. And I'm going to hold on to those uh, okay. because, because they're funny later. <laughs> okay. So Transgression, the next album, is really bad. It's a bad album. It doesn't sound right. I want to say to my ears, there's like audible clipping uh, in the mix. Well, that uh, was the style in the mid-2000s. <laughs> just just to make it sound like absolute garbage. Right. Um one of the one of the most unforgivable things about transgression though is the cover of U2's I Will Follow. Because apparently like I, I heard their cover and it's awful. And then I heard the original song and it's awful. It's like, oh, it's a really faithful cover. It was just yeah, it's just, I just shit song. Hate U2. Yeah. So basically, uh, I want to say that Burton has come out and says, has, has said that they were kind of pushed to release this. I want to say to, for a touring cycle or something, but basically they weren't really ready to put out anything. And then, then they, then it out came transgression. Oh, it um, says, uh, it says here that they, uh, uh, they pre-poned the album's release. I've never heard the, term pre-poned uh yeah the album's release date from four months away to just a month and a half so the band would have a new album to support on the inaugural inaugural gigantor with oh, uh, yeah. megadeth dave mustaine and i have that uh dvd so, oh nice yeah so i i got some fear factory <laughs> we we might have to watch all right um so yeah they you know it wasn't a very good album and then they break up again. <laughs> uh, and it's not sort of clear what happened. But there starts to be this like fluttering of news online. It's like, oh, Fear Factory's back together. Fear Factory's back together. It's like, oh, interesting. Um, and it's Dino and Burton and nobody else. Oh. So Raymond Herrera and Christian Old Wolbers are not involved. Um, and this gets hilarious <laughs> because <laughs> because dino and burton are like no you know fear factory's back and then raymond and christian old wolpers are like no 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 no. what are you talking we're fear about fa- yeah we're fear factory <laughs> no i don't know who the me. fuck you guys are um and they're they're like in fact we had this whole album written um and <laughs> so so then uh Fear Factory, Dino and Burton released Mechanize, which is a strong album. It's a very strong Fear Factory album. And at the same time, uh, Christian Wolbers and Raymond Herrera release an album under the name Arc. I think it's Archaea. Uh, yeah. Is that right? I yes. saw that somewhere. Archaea. So it's A-R-K-A-E-A. Um, and this consists of tracks that were apparently intended for the new Fear Factory album. And it's not very good. It's not a good album. 
especially when you compare it to Mechanize, which is a really strong album. Well, uh, D- Dino's had had quite a while to work on the album. <laughs> um, now, from here on out, things are really funny. So they don't play Archetyped <laughs> anymore. They okay. don't play Archetyped at all anymore. Um, they continually are putting out news statements or, or, or press statements, you know, about yeah. like, oh, you know, fuck that guy. He's an asshole. Um, and let's see. Because uh, I already said Bell wanted to reunite the classic Fear Factory lineup. But that Herrera and Wolbers refused to be part of any reunion with Cazares. Uh, oh, Bell said he wanted to fire the band's manager, Christy Pris- Prisky, who was Wolbers' wife. Oops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so, oh, during an interview in 2009, Cazares said he would never have a working relationship with Raymond and Wolbers again. They were too money-driven and criticized the music they recorded on Archetype for being too similar to the band's earlier output. Um, <laughs> so, so, so they released Mechanize. You know, it, it, it is very much a return to form. It's a lot more aggressive. Um, and and to be honest with you, I start I start becoming inundated by Fear Factory at this point. <laughs> so, okay. so I'm I'm not as familiar with a lot of their later output. But I was saying this. <laughs> recently uh uh oh in a future episode <laughs> dave and i will have been talking about amana marth and i said this is when i stopped paying to amana marth right here <laughs> right right so, all right go okay. ahead <laughs> all right so they release uh, a few other albums they have the industrialist uh, and genexus genexus in particular got really uh good reviews uh, here's an interesting blurb from the wiki. Uh, Byron Stroud left the band in 2012 saying, life's too short to spend it with people who don't respect you. Um, <laughs> oh, wow, this is this is ridiculous. In one interview, Kazari said that he did not know why Stroud decided to leave and he could not play the bass parts on Mechanize, prompting Kazari to do it himself. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kazari's posts a lot on social media on Twitter and Instagram, and he says shit that he shouldn't say. And he says it freely and does not care. Um, And we'll get back to that, too. Uh, Oh, Kazari's commented starting the status of Fear Factory albums, Archetype and Transgression, uh, and the the band's decision not to play songs from them live, saying they don't count as Fear Factory albums. Um, so looks like uh, Gene Hoagland that's when Gene Hoagland was playing for them too yeah and and he's uh, that first ludicrous that drum. first album coming back uh, yeah uh, though I th- I think the drums on Mechanize were programmed if I'm not mistaken oh less I, work for Gene yeah Gene can <laughs> clearly play them but um Okay, so they released a few more albums. They got The Industrialist and Genexus, and they're both pretty well-received. And then they go on hiatus again, and there's apparently a number of lawsuits. Um, And this goes back and forth. It's It's between Burton, Dino, Old Wolbers, and Herrera. Uh... And somehow it ends up with only Dino owns rights 
to Fear Factory. Burton does not. They're in the band together, but Burton does not own rights. <laughs> How did he get that to happen? That's impressive. I have. I, it, Dino is. Uh, I believe he described it as like he he bought it from like arbitration or something like like bankruptcy happened and he went into debt to purchase some crazy shit happened and Dino went out of his way to go buy the rights to Fear Factory wow excluding <laughs> uh, Burton um, so so they've had somewhere in the middle of all this they have a new album recorded with uh, vocals recorded by Burton C. Bell. Uh, and I want to say it was like 2017 or 2018-ish uh, that it was recorded, but it doesn't get released until like 2021, I believe. It, it takes a while. And in the <laughs> during this process, or during, during this weird, uh, you know, intermediary state here, Burton's like, I'm leaving. Fuck this. I hate Dino. I hate Fear Factory. I'm never doing it again. Um, so, so there's an unreleased album with vocals from Burton that will be released. And Burton has said, I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, so he leaves. Dino continuously posts shit on social media. Where he's like, you know, the windows close in Burton if you want to rejoin Fear Factory. But at the, but at the same time, people are talking to him about it. It's like, oh, yeah, Burton requires just so many takes to do anything. You know, you don't know what it's like working with him in the studio. Burton, if you want to come back, man. And this is where I want to go back. Well, this is where I want to go back to Burton's performance. Okay. You know, seeing him. He's terrible live. He's awful. Like... And, and I hate to say that he his voice on record sounds good, you know. Uh, it, it's it works really well with the music. But my issue with Fear Factory is like, just from a strong a song structure standpoint, and from a vocal melody standpoint, it's simple, right? You, you know, Dino's playing is by far the the most interesting thing in Fear Factory. Uh, just from like a, an individual talent perspective. Uh, but, you know, live Burton just, he misses notes. He's, he's just kind of whacked uh, in my opinion. Uh, it just doesn't come across well. I saw them, uh, I saw them at a show where a band called the Browning was opening for them. And I uh, thankfully arrived too late to see the Browning, uh, which is a fusion of metalcore and dubstep, I believe. <laughs> and I'm watching them, and they're okay, but it's man, you know, D Dino was playing great. Burton's just missing notes and shit. So it didn't surprise me to hear Dino say, you know, he requires a lot of studio help. However, it doesn't really seem like the kind of thing that you should broadcast. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> So, so they released their new album, The Aggression, Aggression Continuum, which I think got decent reviews. I've listened to it a little bit. Nothing jumped out at me. Um, and now, 
that's that leaves us to where we are today. It's, it Do says you, his vocal his vocals are on the album <laughs> as they were recorded in 2017. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're there. It's definitely Burton. Um, but now he's picked out a new vocalist, and nobody knows who it is. Uh, and he won't okay. say. He was like, "Well, I'm going to release a song with him on it." And now they have a tour in a month. <laughs> no. <laughs> so nobody knows who's going to be singing. Um, he posted on Dino posted on Twitter recently saying, "Oh, well, he's 36 and his initials are AI." I have no idea who that could be. But people are like, "Dude, you're I know. You're about it's to go on Albert tour." Albert Einstein. That's him. You got it. I. <laughs> you figured it out. Um, but you know he he's a uh, he he's going and and he's like trying to sell all this shit. And it's like I don't even know who the hell who's who's going to be your singer. <laughs> like what's happening? Uh, so so yeah, they're 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 touring with. Static X and Mushroom Head. Oh no! I'll be home that day. <laughs> oh, and Twisted. Oh. Oh no! Wow, this tour is gonna suck. <laughs> well, you haven't heard the new singer. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I I wouldn't mind seeing Static X, but other than that. Anyway, that leaves us where we are now. (laughs) That leaves us where we are now, where we're, we, we have a full band. We don't know who's in it. We don't know who's the vocal, who the vocalist is going to be. Uh, Dino kind of repeatedly just keeps teasing stuff and saying shit that maybe he shouldn't say, though. I don't think he said anything particularly, uh, I don't think he said anything uh, particularly inflammatory recently, but uh, yeah, there we go. (laughs) So that's the drama of Fear Factory. They're suing each other, excluding their own band members. I love it. Maybe Dino, at least lately, is like a master of uh, staying in the news. You know, because he has no news, but he keeps it was just like I'll post something incendiary on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then, I mean, and then everyone will talk about Fear Factory again. He, he uh, New Year's he posts something, and I guess there's vocals on it, and somebody replies, "Who is singing?" And he replies, "The vocalist." <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, and that's, I, that's from the official Fear Factory Twitter. <laughs> that's amazing. But yeah, okay, that's it. Well, that's about. That was it. good. I enjoyed that. That was that was a fun journey. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, uh, we might have to do an update. <laughs> yeah, after, after they break up the next time and find out what the next set of lawsuits are. I, I'm really fascinated to know who's going to be the new vocalist. I, I, like, I hate to say it, they, they can only go up. Uh, Ooh. Oh, 
Burton is actually in his own band now called Ascension of the Watchers. Okay. And it's all him. And it's just sort of mid-tempo, sort of boring-ish to me. Uh, and I just cannot... I can't do it. <laughs> I can't get into it. Wait so till you see Factory. him do it all live at once. Oh, God. Yeah, if, if Fear Factory just has that magic touch for whatever it is, uh, and, and everything that splits off of it just kind of doesn't quite do it. <laughs> all right, well, until next time, Metal Nation, keep it litigious and buy up all the song rights. <laughs> they're just one of those bands man like for they're decent but for how how good they are or aren't there's way too much drama to just to justify any of it you know i'm looking at this photo of them in 2016 on stage and it's like the schlubbiest band ever yeah (laughs) like that guy needs a shower